not just wrestling fans, but specifically WWE fans, it was a good night. It was. I mean, and obviously we'll, we'll get into it before we do. Just want to do the housekeeping. Want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. And right away, Luke got to start in the comments saying NXT tonight was better than the past two months of Raw. And it's hard to disagree. Right. <laughs> there, it, it, it's true. And we don't need to bury Raw uh, unnecessarily. But we can say NXT was very good tonight. Um, and we might as well just start off with the, the, the big story here. Samoa Joe is back. William Regal is going nowhere. Obviously, the teases had been that Regal was leaving. The, the, and then the rumor was that uh, Samoa Joe would be, would be coming back. And Up until the very last second tonight, everybody thought he was done. But they pulled a swerve. Yep, they did, and they 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 did it well. There were two swerves tonight that they did uh, tonight, and they really got me. The first one was was with Regal. He came out. He was talking about you know his his run with NXT, how much it's grown under him, uh, just all the, uh, it's it's expansion across America, and then you know over the world. And and there's a very emotional promo. He was crying. He was crying right away. And like uh, myself included, a lot of people on Twitter were just not ready for it. Like they're like, oh no, he's gonna leave. He's gonna he's gonna what, retire or or you know leave this this position. But then Karrion Cross interrupted him. I did not see that coming. And then Cross had said. I saw this coming. You're, you're weak. You know, you're you're a coward. You're, you're I think he said you're pathetic. That was the the, the, the definite one line. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah. And then he said, "I want you to say that I was right. That cross conquers all. That that you you lost control and that and that Karen Cross can control the show with chaos and violence." And right then, Samoa Joe's amazing theme song hit. I missed that theme song so much. Oh, it's so good. Uh, even in the the small. Capital Wrestling Center, the crowd went nuts, even though this had been reported and all but you know confirmed. I got chills. This was wonderful. So glad to see him back. We could talk about it because John, you and I were sitting here two nights ago saying, Oh, it's not gonna be Samoa Joe. No way. He still wants to wrestle, and we might get that anyway, and we could talk about that. But Samoa Joe's back, and he will be the enforcer for William Regal. William Regal is not going anywhere. John, break this down for him. What do you think? Uh, I really like it. Uh, I think it's perfect for him because being that he isn't a GM, it's very easily easy for him to transition into a wrestling role if they choose to do so. Uh, this is very clearly and very obviously an NXT thing. People were already speculating that he would be eventually going to Raw and SmackDown. I, I, I think he is, he is NXT and he's not going anywhere. Uh, I think him and Triple H get along very well. Uh, he obviously has some thought for his own personal health that he chose to go back here. I mean, obviously he thinks it's the right move for him, which is why he would have done it. He had the, we know he was released. He had the freedom to do anything he wanted to do. He came back here. Uh, he definitely probably has the mindset where like, look, if, if I'm healthy enough, they have my best interest. They'll clear me. I'm sure there was some specifics they talked about. Joe very clearly wants to wrestle. I think he eventually will. They teased. Pete Dunn, they teased Karrion Cross, they teased Johnny Gargano, and they teased Adam Cole. They teased four different feuds in one night. The potential was there. I love this move, him being a regular. He, he's one of those guys that likes to stay in one place. He's not really a guy that likes to travel around a whole lot, so this is going to be good for him. Uh, but being the enforcer, I, I love it. Uh, Regal will stay. I love that too. I, I was kind of concerned, like if Regal was leaving, like what? Why was he leaving? It didn't make sense to me. And now we see that it was just a story the whole time. 
So I, I'd like to see where this goes. Uh, I think Joe being a regular presence, I, I just don't want it to get old. That's the only thing I'm concerned about is after a month or a few weeks, we're going to get the same thing where Joe's just de-stressing situations by choking people out. They need to, they need to take this somewhere, I think, and I hope they do. Uh, what is your long-term wish for this? Besides the fact that you might want to see him in the ring again, let's just turn our attention to the enforcer part of this for now. And where, where do you want to see this go? I want I want to answer that, but you're getting backed up with a lot of comments here, and I don't want to ignore them. Sure. Uh, yeah. Lots of stuff here overall for the show. Bit Milligan saying it was a nine. Craig Backlund saying it was very good. The friend of the show, Nando, so it's saying, what a dang good episode of NXT. People are glad to see him back, saying NXT was epic. DJ Cassier saying he wants to see, you know, Cross versus Samoa Joe. Uh, maybe even when Regal come out of retirement. I don't know about that. Uh, and you, you're asking about the long term here. That's what Stephen Chambers is kind of wondering, and I'll answer that as well. Um, but yeah, the big thing is that one of the first things Regal said was that you know the, that you can't uh, they can't wrestle and that you can't even like touch anyone unless you get provoked, and that's one thing Neshker is saying. You know, uh, there's that kind of you know that that very easy segue once he is cleared. And I would have you were just mentioning that that was probably factored in this this is going to come back. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, I would think as Jess Mata saying here, uh, perfect move for Joe. And in, in terms of if he is not cleared, this is a, a good way to kind of essentially wait that out you know hope, hopefully he will be cleared at some point soon but no matter what this is a good move for him right now and yes i mean i would agree that i would hope he gets cleared soon because as you just said john we did get to see four teases of very exciting matchups cross and joe would be great small joe and adam cole would be amazing small joe and johnny johnny gargano would be great as well and then even Pete Dunne at the end there that was another tease and uh all these you know all of them would be great. I would like to see any, any one of them. Uh, but in the short term, under your ask about the long term. In the short term, this is a great night. I'm very excited about it. In the long term, I get really that just really does depend on when Cross gets or sorry, when Smo Joe gets cleared. And there uh he has struggled with concussions. And the unfortunate thing is those can be so tricky. Uh and and, and to me, in a lot of ways, it's surprising that he hasn't been cleared yet. And that just speaks to the fact that it is a very complex. Uh, injury to, to recover from and it's hard to predict it's hard to know how exactly how his recovery will go so i would imagine uh, that he would want to wrestle as soon as he can and really there's just no really way to know at this point um you know it's june now and i i don't know if it's you know august might be a little too soon like the big uh, takeover in august might be a, a little aggressive in that sense uh i just don't know there there is something to be said for the fact that you know, he, he got released if he was cleared or if he thought he was going to get cleared soon. You would like you would probably think that maybe he would have gone somewhere. A.W. Impact Ring of Honor somewhere that he could have wrestled regularly. The fact they didn't that that does, you know, speak to me that, that there is something about that. And then, yes, Nezuker is saying there's some concern there. He has been out for a while. And like, like I just said, he hasn't been cleared yet. So there that is definitely something to watch for. But in the meantime, he, he has that great presence anyway. So even just as the enforcer, like kind of like Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson, literally the enforcer, he's got that presence anyway. So I think this works. And you, John, you had mentioned that uh, they need to make it mean something. They need to kind of make sure it doesn't get old too quick. Uh, and yeah, in, in a vacuum tonight was great. You choked out Adam Cole. He, he kind of was the tough guy with Johnny Gargano being annoying, an annoying heel. And he kind of stared down Pete Dunne. All those are great tonight. If they do that every week, they'll get old pretty quickly. Um I trust NXT to to find ways to give him meaning, meaningful things to do to to give him, you know, a, a dynamic role in the show rather than just having to do the same thing all the time. So I don't know what that exactly will be, but 
I, I, I think NXT has earned my trust in that, you know, they'll, they'll capitalize on the strong start to tonight and we'll see more good things going forward here. So overall, I'm very happy that we get Samojo back. Uh, you know, if this is the situation that he, he's not clear that this is what he's decided is best for him. Um, I, I think as a WWE fan, I'm, I'm very happy with that. So, and this is a good role for him. So I like that. And I'm very glad that William Eagle is not going anywhere. So I think this is definitely a win-win and I like that a lot. Something else I liked a lot tonight was LA Knight getting recognized officially as the million dollar champion. Now I'll admit that I fell for this. All right. So he was out there with Ted DiBiase and LA Knight was cutting a very babyface promo. He was saying that, you know, oh, you know, the a kind of a classic speech about meeting your heroes. And he's like, you know, it was so great to to be you know recognized by Ted DiBiase, this legend. And he used to watch DiBiase on TV. He has action figure. And it was this very nice kind of wholesome moment. But then, boom, swerve. He attacked Ted DiBiase sent by saying, you know, he's gotten this title now. He's got everything he uh, he wants. Now he can drop whatever he doesn't need. And that's when he turned on DiBiase. And he you know, beat, beat him up. And then uh, Cameron Grimes ran to the ring, made the save. Uh, big pop for Cameron Grimes there. So... I like that, and would definitely they're still going with the this Knight and Grimes feud. What do you think of this? I guess the promo and turn from from LA Knight, and then the continuation of the feud here with Cameron Grimes. As the as the segment went on, you got the impression more and more that this was going to happen at the end of this segment with him attacking DBLC. It became a little bit more predictable the more it went, but that's okay. Um, Cameron Grimes coming out to a, a a very very loud ovation uh, was different to say the least um i think there is definitely more to this feud probably a great american bash there'll be something there uh i think we very clearly know at this point that uh dibiase will be in grimes corner at least i would hope so uh and then obviously with everything combined there with la knight being very good very good charisma just good character in general obviously good in-ring skills also i think i just think this is good to continue this and it's it's being executed very well if they want to continue it, which is what they're doing. I agree. Uh, for me, I was really, really glad when LA Knight won the title, and I was hoping that they do something with it to keep it going, not just have it be this one-off title win or, or just kind of move on to something else. It made perfect sense to have Cameron Grimes want to continue this, you know, wanting to say, like, you know, that he still wants to be the, uh, I guess, successor to the Million Dollar Legacy, so... I could definitely see this getting drawn out to the Great American Bash. I believe that is three weeks from tonight. That's not too long. So you could easily do something uh, explaining why he saved DiBiase next week. Uh, and then just, you know, two more two more weeks beyond that. That really shouldn't be too, too hard. So I think that'll be definitely be probably one of the bigger matches on the card for the Great American Bash. And speaking of which, we know that the first match on the Great American Bash card will be a traditional singles match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Now, we mentioned that Samoa Joe uh, you know, confronted Adam Cole. They, they had that tease. Shortly after Joe returned, they were backstage. Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole were being, they had this pull-apart brawl, and Joe kind of entered the fray as the enforcer, and he got, you know, he got a little physical, and then because, as Regal said, he got provoked. So he, he just grabbed Adam Cole, choked him out, I thought that was a really cool moment there to kind of show that, you know, he can definitely still get physical. Granted, as we were just talking about, not quite sure the extent to which that's the case. Uh, but that was a very cool moment there. But then Regal uh, entered the scene as well. And he said, all right, you two, you know, you had your, your unsanctioned match back at TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Now you're going to have your straight up singles match at Great American Bash. And uh, obviously, I would expect that to be the end of that feud. 
Don't know if Kyle O'Reilly is going to win that, though. I think Adam Cole, if he is sticking around on XT, needs a big win. If they do want to go with a, a feud with uh, Cole and Karrion Cross at some point sooner or later, I think a win there for Cole uh, would launch him right back into the, into the title scene, given what we've seen from Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly lately, uh, lately. Would you agree, John? Yeah, I think Adam Cole's due for the win here, uh, unless he is getting called up, which I wouldn't doubt. I think he'll at least stick around, though, until the takeover in August at the very least. So maybe he gets the big win here, has the feud with Cross at uh, SummerSlam weekend, uh, loses to Cross, and then maybe gets called up then. Uh, but as far as this goes, weird how they have an unsanctioned match and this kind of casually announced this match in the middle of Joe breaking them both up. Like I thought they said it was going to be next week and here it was going to be at the great American bash, which is a couple weeks away. So they still got some work on their hands to kind of stretch this thing out a little further. Interesting that they get to pick their opponents next week. Uh, O'Reilly, yes. O'Reilly targeting, uh, Kushida. I'm not sure if O'Reilly fits the 205 pound mold if he wanted to kind of pursue that belt after this. Uh, I'd have to look it up, but I don't think he does. Uh, but he always could, according to them. Who knows? Uh, and then as far as Adam Cole, he was supposed to give an answer to Samoa Joe and William Regal by the end of the night. He didn't. So it's going to be interesting to see who Cole chooses next week. If I had to guess, um, I would say that he's probably going to pick. Uh, somebody like a Bronson Reed or somebody like that. I would imagine so. Maybe even Cameron Grimes. I mean, I, I feel like they're going to want to have a similar level of, uh, you know, O'Reilly Kushida, someone kind of on that level where it's another kind of, you know, solid match like that. Uh, Reed, Bronson Reed uh, definitely stands out as an option. Cameron Grimes. I did quickly uh, Google, use the Google, <laughs> and uh, Kyle O'Reilly is billed at 200 pounds. So, uh, oh. That could be something, you know. Uh, I'd be I'd be surprised. Not as a knock on the cruiserweight title, more on the perception of how they how they booked that title. While uh, Santos Escobar has done great work with it, while Kushida has done great work with it as well. Kyle O'Reilly has been a main eventer for months now, and that would be based on in the in the context of the show. That would be kind of a a pretty sizable step down for him. You know, what I, I am I am I off base with that? I mean, I think that's fair to no, say. No, no, you're right. I was reading a comment where Luke Goddard said that my rival Dexter Loomis would be the challenger for Adam Cole. Um, it could happen but, too. No, uh, I, I do think you're right in your analysis. I think Carol O'Reilly would be a good challenger for the cruiserweight champion and Kushida, and a viable challenger at that. Somebody who was just in the main event for the NXT Championship not too long ago. Old school vibes of Rey Mysterio there going for a cruiserweight title and then a world heavyweight championship. You know, it just reminds me of that. Uh, but nevertheless, it's it's very interesting and it's very intriguing. They get to pick their opponents next week to carry that feud a little longer. It's nice to see that. What I was interested that we didn't get tonight, no further development with Karrion Cross and who his next challenger could potentially be. With everybody else kind of doing something right now, you have to assume that it might be Pete Dunne. Uh, because everybody else kind of has this branching off feud going on. Uh, obviously, with Cole and O'Reilly going back and forth, you got Pete Dunn. Johnny Gargano seems to be probably going back with Austin Theory and doing whatever they've been doing. So what do you think about Pete Dunn possibly at Great American Bash, or do you have somebody else in mind? And don't like, say Samoa Joe. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but like we were talking about on Sunday after the pay-per-view, you have to think it's going to be one of those four guys. And now we know that a great American bash, at least 
O'Reilly will face Cole. Uh, Gargano, possible, but I don't necessarily see that right now, at least. And that would leave Pete Dunn. And Dunn, did, uh, he almost had cross pinned at one point, at least one point, at, on pay per view on Sunday. They've built up Pete Dunn pretty well as, as a, a credible contender. So, at least for a one off kind of thing like that, I think that would make sense just to have cross beat Pete Dunn, maybe build him up these next like, three weeks here. Um, no, I think that would make sense to me. And then you, you had mentioned a couple minutes ago, I think that Adam Cole would make a lot of sense for for a big takeover match uh, SummerSlam weekend, you know, kind of build that up there, uh, potentially as uh, Adam Cole's kind of, you know, swan song in, in NXT, you know. And you had mentioned that a minute ago, and to me it's just interesting. Cole, and there, this is true of several people in NXT, it's just interesting that they haven't gotten called up yet. And that's not necessarily you know through no fault of their own and that's not even saying like oh we should have called them up it's just generally surprising when you've got you know adam cole gargano champa and you wonder you know which of these guys uh could do on the main roster which and there's all the classic narrative that oh the, the main roster wouldn't know how to handle them but it is something that's interesting and i think that just maybe uh what people say we, i feel like this is something that's uh speculated all the time but it feels like now if O'Reilly, or sorry, if Adam Cole faces uh, Cross SummerSlam weekend, that that could be the final uh, chapter for for uh, Cole's career there. So, but I think Pete Dunne does make a lot of sense right now, uh, just because they wouldn't have to do a whole lot of work to set that up for a, a brief program for Great American Bash, and I think it's a match a lot of people would like to see. So I'm here for that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, something else that was a lot of fun. The main event ma- match was a tornado tag team match with Thomas uh, Champa and Timothy Thatcher, Toothless Timmy, something that pops me every time, versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. This is a very good main event match, and I tweeted about it. You know, there's such a simple recipe for just good television, right? You build up a good feud, you pay it off with a good main event match, and you make everybody look good so that, you know, everybody benefits, everyone comes out of it, you know, for the better, right? So no- nobody's worse off right and i think that's one big problem people have with raw and just maybe some other shows in general nxt does seem to have kind of down a pretty good pattern where it's like all right feud big big you know payoff match here and i assume this is the end of this feud the the thatcher and champa won a very physical very entertaining match and uh before the match they teased that uh champa and thatcher would face uh, msk i think that'll be a great great match as well Uh, but yet again the tag team division pretty darn strong in nxt lately would you agree john uh, absolutely, I would agree. There's a lot of firepower in that division right now. Uh, a lot of direction they could go. Uh, I, MSK doesn't even feel like the most paid attention to tag team right now. With Imperium, with Thatcher and Chompa, with Grizzle Young Veterans. Who's next in line? I'm, 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 I'm inclined to say it's going to be Tommaso and Timothy. At probably Great American Bash, they're going to treat that like a takeover. They obviously usually do that kind of thing. Uh, I'm interested to see though. Like, aren't they both kind of supposed to be like baby faces? So it's almost like Timothy could be easily converted to a heel, but then Tomas would have to be also. Or do they turn on each other? What's next for them? So I mean, it's so unpredictable. I like it. I agree. And uh, for me, there was a very brief moment before the ma- the main event match here. MSK was backstage and very early on in their NXT run, they had the, a, a memorable moment where they're eating popcorn with Beth Phoenix and they kind of recreated that. They're backstage, they're eating popcorn and Thatcher and Chandler walked up uh, and MSK was kind of made clear they'd be watching this match where they had the popcorn and uh, they will stare down and then Thatcher 
uh, came back and he, he took some of the popcorn and then he took the bucket and walked away. So not to say that's a heel turn, obviously, but you know, that maybe they, I feel like of the two, definitely they, they might position Thatcher and Champa as the, at least the more heelish of the two. So, uh, but at the same time, you don't always need, you know, good guy, bad guy. And I, I think that's one thing that uh, we've seen a lot in NXT and just, I think wrestling in 2021 in general, you don't always need that. Uh, but at the same time, that does tend to be the pattern. So I could easily see maybe Champa and Thatcher being a little more aggressive, a little more, you know, heelish to, to keep up that pattern. So, uh, but it's worth noting, like you said, that uh, MSK definitely has been maybe if not overshadowed, you know, they have felt a little, uh, less less prominent than some of these other tag teams. We just saw this main event match with Thatcher and Champa against Grizzly Young Veterans, and then Imp- uh, Imperium picked up a big one. Well, they, they, they didn't win. They had more of a moral victory. They faced Brizango. Brizango uh, won that match in a little bit of an upset to me. Uh, of course, it is important to note that both teams are former NXT Tag Team Champions. It's easy to forget that, but they both held the titles last year. Uh, so Brizango picked up the win over Imperium, but Imperium beat down Brizango after the match and draped the flag. Of, I think it was over Tyler Breeze's body. So Imperium Lost the match, but came out of tonight looking pretty strong. I will say uh, Fabian Eigner and Marcel Barthel are very, very underrated. I, I think they're very, very talented. I like their gimmick. I like their chemistry together. Um, not the strongest like personality guys in, in the sense of like they're not these loud characters or anything, but I like them a lot. And I continue to kind of wonder if there's something more here with Imperium. Like they they have Walter. They had Alexander Wolf. They had been a stable. Now it's technically a trio but obviously walter's off in next uk so it is yeah. more of a traditional tag team now so i guess you know they're kind of more focusing on that and if that is the case i'd want a little more direction for that in that sense but they've got this little feud of brazingo going and that's something at least in the right direction absolutely i think it's very interesting that they have no with Walter, it's he's like a wild card because, like, if you use Walter, then you have a clear direction. But if you don't use Walter, then you kind of have to brainstorm what you're going to do with them next. Yeah, you know, and as we've talked about before, you know, with Walter not always being in main NXT, not being in, even in the United States. You know, there were a couple weeks ago they had him kind of on a on a Zoom call or kind of like on a you know a Skype call on an iPad, and they could do stuff like that. But I think. In a you know in a traditional sense, obviously you kind of want to see him more have a, a direct presence like that. But in the meantime, I do like the fact that we're getting a little more of a, a renewed spot for Imperium here, even if it isn't just in the tag team sense. Because we you, go ahead. No, I was, gonna, I was gonna say it's good for, to have the tag team division looking strong with all these teams, you know, looking good pretty much on a weekly basis, and I, I like to see that. I was gonna say there's two parts of the show I want to talk about that were basically cameo video segments the first one is a a charging battery that started at zero and then was at 11 and i believe is now at 21 as of now um let's talk about that before i bring up the second one but what what do you make out of this i am at a loss for words i think that it could possibly be the recharge of Roderick Strong. I think that, Ooh, I, like that. I, th- I think that's what it might be. But what are you thinking? What What are your initial thoughts on this? My my initial thought is that I love NXT. It's a great show. It's become one of my favorites. That's probably up there with SmackDown for me. But my gosh, I think this show is going to try and make me lose my mind because now we've got. Thankfully, we're going to talk about it. But Diamond Mind, we're going to find well, that. That out. was the second thing I was still going to talk about. 
so I, we've been sitting here for weeks and I've been so frustrated wanting to know what Diamond Mind is. And now tonight, you know, several clips of this battery charging a little more, a little more. And clearly, I'm guessing this will take at least another couple weeks because it started at like 1%. By the other night, it was 20%. So a lot of people seem to believe it'll be Great American Bash when it gets to 100. And if that's the case, cool. You know, do something special on that show. As for what it is, I have no idea. I like the, the Roderick Strong, the Roderick Strong thing. It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense because he had he had left NXT, you know, kind of you know, handed in his his resignation papers. But that's not a great way to move to the main roster. Like that doesn't that's just not how it works. And while that'd be a cool way to shake it up, I don't know if that makes the most sense. So having him be quote unquote recharged, I think I like that a lot. Uh, we, we saw Bobby Fish come back with kind of a renewed purpose. So there's something we said for that. What what Roderick Strong could do on his own, I, I like that idea. For me, that's probably the most realistic guess at this point. Uh, DJ Cassier pointing out that Tessa, Tessa Blanchard. I don't necessarily I saw, see that. I saw people saying Sammy Callahan also on Twitter throughout the night as well, but I don't, I don't see that. No, I don't see that. You know, I I, I think Roderick Shaw makes a lot of sense. Very, very weirdly, for no reason, with no proof at all, my very first thought when I saw the first battery charging uh, I don't know, it's shot, I guess, Keith Lee. And that is only if he is medically cleared. And if the, if the main roster has truly given up on him, that they really don't have anything for And I highly, highly, highly doubt that's the case. But I can't deny that that thought ran through my mind. Um, but I don't know. I, I think, you know, even though it hadn't occurred to me, I do like the Roderick Strong idea. So uh, that will that'll be what I'm hoping to say at this point, unless it's... Well, the thing, I don't think NXT even needs somewhat a new featured act right now they've got a lot of people they're trying to like kind of establish in different ways hit row records uh you know any number of people and i sure maybe that and they just brought some joe back i feel like i don't i wouldn't want to bring somebody new in right now yeah uh, and, and and people were speculating that the battery charging could be a similar situation of, of samoa joe where i'm just gonna throw a name out there we're like Alistair Black were to come back to NXT, but basically I saw people they they might bring somebody else in that was just released and kind of run with that there. But uh, let's talk about the second part, which is the Diamond Mine. It is opening next week, which makes me believe it isn't a person. It is some kind of segment uh, 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 extension to the show. Obviously, the first thing that comes to mind for almost everybody is Raw Underground type thing. I don't think this will be the same thing. I think it's going to be more. And I've, I've said this before, similar to like what Tough Enough was, where like they're going to be some kind of a competition within maybe the existing roster to earn an opportunity to, to get something or whatever. Maybe like NXT's version of like a King of the Ring type thing or something like that. Uh, but are, I know, I, I'm, I'm not even going to ask you if you're excited for this because I know you're ready that we're finally getting this. But you, you this is this is basically your final guess at what do you think it is and luke saying in the comments could it be like mma style something mma style uh, but shoot what what's your what's your final guess at this thing i don't think it's going to be a raw underground kind of thing but if it's not that i have no idea uh because yeah the, the the wording that it, that it is opening next week as you just said very clearly that would suggest to me that it's not a wrestler or a stable it will be something else like a, a room a, a room or i don't know uh, uh, yeah i really I'm, I'm at a loss um uh, for me it's weird because the rumors of nxt evolve and there's been some report that that's looking like it 
something kind of similar to what we're getting in these teases. So like that's, you know, that's a little confusing to me. Um, but the, we know this is arriving. We know that uh, the, the diamond mine is arriving next week. For me, I I would expect, yeah, tough enough or or something. I think uh, TNA used to have kind of like a proven ground kind of thing where you'd have like very, you know, under underutilized or underestablished people, you know, but competing or doing whatever there uh, to kind of, as you said, maybe maybe to earn a shot, whether it's a title shot or even, uh, you know, we saw them you know, kind of utilize a, a contract storyline with Drake Maverick last year after he got released. Uh, so maybe something to that effect with people like kind of fighting for an actual contract, maybe something for that. I, even though they had hyped it up, I think, ironically, I don't remember seeing a tease last week. I feel like they won maybe a week, maybe even two without a clip for the Diamond Mine. Um, yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, and for the, for that reason, I think my expectations have lowered. Where at first it felt like a very big thing, and now I'm more thinking like, all right, uh, yeah, probably a Fight Club esque or or Tough Enough esque kind of thing. Yeah, what? I think if it is a wrestler of some sort, it could be somebody pulling an MMA type gimmick where they're like they're introduced next week and they're opening Diamond Mine. Sort of like remember how Alistair Black used to say like, knock on my door, come in my door, things like that. Something similar, where like, like almost like an open challenge of like, I'm in my cage. Who's going to come in here and fight me or challenge me? And that's sort of what Stephen Chambers is getting at when he says Diamond Mine has to be an MMA fighter. Uh, I that would be the vibe I would get if they did something like that. But nevertheless, they are giving you plenty of reasons to tune in to the show next week. They've announced a, a lot of stuff. Uh, but there was more tonight, even to talk about. Still, we got Raquel Gonzalez again. Uh, we got Io Shirai again. We got uh, uh, run us through the women, the women tonight on NXT. So we can start off with that there. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai made it very clear that they want to challenge for the women's tag titles again. If you remember, they were the first team to hold the women's tag titles in NXT after they won the, the Dusty Tag Team Classic. They lost them the same night they got them, so they very clearly want those titles again. And then they they defeated Casey Canzaro and Caden Carter in a very competitive match. I thought Caden Carter particularly looked, looked great. Casey did a 450 splash that was really cool. Uh, so they, they both of them look great as well, but Raquel and Dakota pick up the win and very clearly it feels like they might be getting a title shot sooner rather than later. Uh, for me, you know, at this point, the, the way still has the women's side title, so that would be Indy and Candice uh, LeRae, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about them in a minute. But then we did see Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon confront Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez backstage. Maybe we'll see that Green American Bash as kind of a c- continuation of that feud. Um, I think that could be a very good match there, although we, we have seen it already, but you know, now maybe a little more heightened stakes there. But of course, you know, there is this underlying tension where it feels like only a matter of time before Raquel and Dakota kind of implode and we see that feud happen. And maybe that'll be another match for the uh possibly you know, the big SummerSlam weekend takeover, and they kind of do a slow burn with that because it is already June, so you know that's not too too far in the future there. Um so I'm, I think that's kind of maybe one of the possible directions we're seeing with that. Io Shirai came out as well, also in, in the women's division. And I think she was going to like say, oh, I'm, I'm the next person I'm challenging is. But then Candice LeRae, LeRae interrupted her and, uh, you know, said, I still don't like you. You know, you got to earn your opportunities now. And then she, that was the diversion. While Indy Hartwell, sans Dexter Loomis, uh, a, a tiger from behind, and they're beating down Io Shirai. And uh, and then Zoe Stark made the save for, for the, the attack went on for a couple minutes. And I was like, are you really going to tell me that nobody wants to save Yosurai? And thankfully, somebody did. And that, that somebody was Zoe Stark. And it very much feels like Zoe Stark is 
somebody that NXT is very high on. She ha- she got a win over Tony Storm. She's kind of uh, continually uh, you know featured in a kind of a prominent spot for especially for someone that's still a relative newcomer to NXT. Uh, so it feels like maybe not a Great American Bash necessarily, but maybe in, in the next couple of weeks a tag team match between the, those two teams there maybe giving a little rub to Zoe Stark in that sense. Uh, and the one, uh, the only other thing I can think of off the top of my head for the women's division was Frankie Monet saying, everybody wants more Monet. I thought that was a clever line. And then she teased that she was either uh, maybe joining or taking over, read the Robert Stone brand. Uh, you know, she kind of had a little interaction with them. And I think that could be something to look out for in the coming weeks. And that could be very good for, for Monet. And I think uh, I always like the names, Aaliyah and um, uh, come. I'm 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 blanking, but uh, whoever whoever else is in the Robert Stone brand, I think that'd be good for them. What what do you think of break it down, John? What's going on in the women's division, and what do you think about it? Well, I think it was very intriguing that they are kind of going down that path of Frankie Monet, kind of like almost sweet talking the Robert Stone brand when Robert Stone is around, when it's Jesse Camilla and um, uh, Jesse Camilla and Aaliyah. Aaliyah is who I'm thinking of. You forget one and I forget the other. But yeah, Michael, yeah. Michael, Michael Covington pointing out it's Jesse Kamei. Thank you very much. I, I blanked on that one. That was my bad. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, so to see that happening is going to be interesting. But uh, more importantly, with the whole Io Shirai, before she could say who her next target was, Candice LeRae comes out. Very interesting. No developments tonight with Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. Uh, we thought for sure after TakeOver we would see something tonight. Uh, there was so much other stuff going on that there, the the way really wasn't featured a whole lot tonight besides a quick few segments there. Uh, very interested to to see when they pull the trigger on the Raquel Gonzalez Dakota Kai stuff with the tag division. Lou going after me again. I love the indie <laughs> attack. Better watch out, Dexter. Yeah. Um, in, the women's division is very interesting right now. It's very entertaining unpredictable as well which makes it more entertaining so nothing to really complain about there just standard development that's all you can really ask for so i'm excited to see them then keep doing that week after week after week uh the only other part of the show tonight that i think would be worth talking about at this point was that we had a cruiserweight open challenge tell us about our new superstar so trey baxter was the the guy who answered the open challenge from kushida for the title uh, I'm blanking on the name of the guy that answered it the previous week. Um, it wasn't Gray, was it? No. August Gray? Okay. No, I was, I'm blanking. Man, uh, i got to take better notes. But uh, this Trey week... Trey Baxter was, or formerly Blake Christian? That was this week. Uh, I'm, I think there, there's someone else tonight. And it was, it was, they're clearly going with this, this format where a, a recent performance that a signee debuts with a new name. This time it was Blake Christian under the name of Trey Baxter. Great match. Great cruiserweight bout there. Uh, back were, were, were you were you trying to say about uh, Carmelo Hayes last week? That's Is it. That Thank you were very much, at? John. Okay. Oh man, I'm out of my <laughs> night, man. Oh wow, yes, that was. That, but that's what they're doing, right? They're going. They had Carmelo Hayes. They gave him a, a brief uh, video package before his match. He had a great match with Kushida. Unfortunately, didn't see him this week, or there was hasn't really been a follow up to that. Uh, but here we had Trey Baxter, uh, Blake Christian, what had been a pretty uh, buzzworthy name when WWE signed him. I know he was very popular on the independent scene, uh, you know, which as, is probably as, why I didn't know who this guy was. <laughs> I, he, I, the name had rang a bell. It's one of those guys that seemed to be just kind of 
on a lot of the major independent shows and that it had been pretty buzzworthy in that sense. And so when he got signed, I had at least the name rang a bell and I knew about him of him, I should say. Uh, but here coming in big spot with Kushida, one a world-class wrestler there, uh, getting a title shot, you know, doing a good job to really build up the cruiserweight title here. Uh, Kushida won the match very high, high uh, you know, high flying and, and fast paced match there. Uh, backs look good, you know, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with losing to the champion, especially when it's Kushida. Kushida picks up a good win. He'll be facing uh, Kyle O'Reilly next week. So I think that'll be a great match. I think they had a, a very, very uh, well-received match years ago in Ring of Honor. So I think they're they're going to do the same thing next week. They're going to put on a very good match there, uh, assuming there aren't, aren't any shenanigans with Adam Cole. So, uh, you know, I'm definitely def looking forward to that one. Uh, and overall, tonight, NXT was a very good show. I mean, you start off with William Regal. Great promo. Unexpected. Um Interruption from Karrion Cross and kind of establishing him as a jerk, really. Uh, nice little wrinkle to that character. But so he's really more often than not, he's, he's a dominant guy. He's a guy that's going to like gonna rough you up. This is really the, the first time I can really call Cross being a jerk. So that was a nice little complication to that character. And, I, and it worked because then he had Mojo come out, the hero, you know, defending William Regal, being the enforcer. like that a lot. That was very, very well done. And obviously just the, the fun pop of the moment. That was great. I really like the, the LA Knight stuff. Um, tag team match main event was great. Good stuff in the women's vision. So all, all things put together, one of the better episodes of NXT in recent memory. I liked it a lot. Um, I'll go for an 8.3. I think that's reasonable. Stephen Chambers with an 8.5. What do you think, John? Uh, so I would give it an 8 out of 10 tonight. I thought it was an 8 out of 10. Very good show. Uh, good build up to the Great American Bash, continuation of the past feuds we've been getting. Uh, you, re you really can't complain about quality TV like that, bringing back Samoa Joe, good segments, just everything was very good. Oh, man, if only Raw could do this, it'd be so much better. But I, I, you just can't complain because it's good. It's just good. It is good, and we're, we're people are agreeing. Nash Chris with an eight point five, Kevin Taylor with a nine, Michael Count with a nine as well, Jesse Mondo with an eight point one five. I like the the specific specificity of that one. Herman Carr with a solid seven, and Michael Covington with an eight. So you know, a lot of people are chiming in with you know a pretty high score. Um, yeah, and we don't need to bury Raw necessarily, but NXT got a good working pattern. They do. They know how to put on a good show, and for me. So again, not no, not trying to bury the main roster or I guess Raw in this case, but the fact that Triple H in charge of NXT putting on a good show has been putting on a good show, uh, I would say for years now, you know, they lend some credence to the hope that there may come a day what if he does, you know, take on a more uh, prominent role behind the scenes for the main roster, that there might be hope on the horizon in that sense. So, and we may be very, you know, long away from that, but I couldn't help but think that tonight when when enjoying a very good episode of NXT, I did want to touch on a comment from uh, Jesse Mata earlier on here because it is worthwhile. He had said that you know of all the, all of these you know debuts, returns, and all these these changes here, that it does kind of feel like there might be a lot of call ups, uh, maybe after like around draft time, and that was reportedly going to be August thirtieth and the, you know the first week of September there. So. I think there may be some truth to that. And we had been talking a couple minutes ago where, where you know, if if the battery charging thing and the diamond mine, you know, even more new things on NXT does kind of make it easy to, to predict that there might be some 
departures. Whether we had talked about Adam Cole a couple minutes ago, uh, you talk about a guy like Finn Balor, non-show tonight. Maybe he'll be moving up soon. Carrying uh, Cross, you know, I feel like as soon as he loses the title, whenever that might be, he could be moving up as well. Any number of people on NXT could be moving up at some point. We just saw Paper Niven, although they didn't name her, debut on on Raw last night. So you know, it feels like there it is this. Um, if even if it's not tonight right now, that we are looking at potentially a period coming pretty soon of. Obviously, maybe not all at once, but maybe a gradual kind of, you know, plucking of, of, of certain people from NXT and NXT UK. Uh, John, would you agree? And if so, maybe just kind of name of one or two people that you would predict that might get uh, moved up there. Um, I think it's much needed, more so with the women. Uh, Io Shirai is the first one that comes to mind. Adam Cole is the second one that comes to mind. Those are the top two obvious choices for me. Uh, there's probably going to be some dark candidates in there that, like your Elias, your Alexa Bliss type, that weren't really big in NXT, but they were called up anyway. So those are two I would keep an eye on. Uh, I think it's interesting just that to pick up on that on that analysis and with them bringing in a bunch of new people in NXT, the main roster obviously was getting rid of some people. They're in need of some new people. I think it's a recipe to, to like we've seen all over these wrestling, all the wrestling websites and stuff. Uh, Vince has acknowledged that there is a problem with the product being stale, but at the same time, he has pretty much said that he doesn't care until fans are back in the stands. That's only a month away. Uh, uh, a lot of you, Colin, I know you are, and a lot of people in the comments are familiar with who Andrew Zarian is. He has become a very reliable source recently. He's picked up a lot of steam for being accurate in his reports. Uh, he said uh, recently that WWE is preparing to make some pretty big changes when fans come back, and he was very skeptical and optimistic that things would make a turn for the better. So I think if we can just hang in there a few more months, who knows what we're going to see. should be interesting. One last thing I would address, uh, Luke says, over under, Samoa Joe wrestles by the end of the calendar year 2021. I think it's 50-50 right now. I think he wants to. If he can get healthy, I think he will. Uh, a takeover with fans would be very, very big if the story's right. I wouldn't put him in a title match because then there's more pressure for him to win. But a nice grudge match with someone like Pete Dunne I think would work very well. I would agree. You know, I, I think we, as we saw tonight, just to put a bow on it, we saw a bunch of teases for some matches that will be very fun if we do get to see them. Uh, and I think I, I would agree. It really does kind of feel like a coin flip where, yeah, he probably does want to. But as I was saying earlier on, you know, with, with injuries he is recovering from, with, you know, their con- concussions and, and head injuries, it, it is very unpredictable in that sense. So uh, I, I, hope to, I hope to see him return to the ring. But at the very least, I'm glad he's back in NXT. And that's one reason why. I enjoyed tonight's show so very much. So regardless, whether Joe returns or not, we'll be back here next week to cover NXT. Uh, John Clark, you and I will be back here on Sunday night talking about WWE Hell in a Cell. Robert E. Fleece and I will be here on Saturday talking about WWE SmackDown because fr- uh, Friday is now taken over by AW Dynamite, at least in the short term. And also, obviously, John, you and I do the Raw Push on Mondays. Uh, the Dynamite Dudes of Attitude cover all things AEW. And they also do WCW written with fun, fun fans booking, uh, you know, looking back at the the height of WCW, wondering how that could have gone differently. And also a great stream of, of, of interviews constantly coming at you guys, whether it's Bill Pritchard recently uh, interviewing Sean Spears, Eric Rowan, Fred Rosser, 
Uh, yep. He interviewed the uh, Axel Tischer. Make sure to look out for that one. All these things and more constantly available on our various platforms. Or it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all SoundCloud, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. So, John, a show like tonight, a fun show. With Mel Joe's return with good stuff all around, made it easy to do the one thing we do here at Wrestling Above All Else. And can you tell me what that is? Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.